Hello and welcome to the How BJJ Works podcast, the podcast where we do a deep dive and explore a concept or topic that was covered in the weekly blog post on the website. My name is Justin and I am your host. I'm a three-stripe purple belt who's been training in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for about seven years. This podcast is mostly targeted at newcomers to BJJ or those who are curious about the sport and would like to learn more before taking the plunge. That being said, all are welcome. And if you've been training for a while but just like to listen to people talk about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, please take a seat and stay a while. Today's podcast is going to be on signing a contract at your BJJ gym. So you've picked a gym, hopefully with the help of the podcast or blog or both, and you've tried it out. You've done the punch card system. You've tried a few classes. Maybe you tried a couple free classes, whatever it is they offer, and you're ready to commit. You're ready to sign up for a long-term contract or a short-term contract. Maybe it's month to month instead of like a year or six months, whatever it is, you're ready to sign so before you do so, here's a couple things to keep in mind. The first thing is call ahead before you show up to your first class. Now this isn't going to apply to every gym, but if it is a smaller gym, then there may not be somebody there who can sign you up for the membership, especially if it's later in the evening. And this may seem kind of odd, but I'll give you an example of when the situation might apply. So I was at one point in my last gym covering some classes in the evening and the front desk person would head out sometime around five o'clock and then the class was at six. So if somebody were to show up and want to sign up when I was doing the class, I wouldn't have been able to sign them up. I wasn't like a front desk person. I didn't have access to their system. I wasn't authorized to take any kind of payment information or anything like that. So I would have just had to told them, hey, let me get your information um, and I'll pass it off and somebody can follow up with you to get you signed up tomorrow. Other gyms may not have this problem. Maybe there's always going to be somebody who can sign you up, uh, get you set up in their payment system, get you signed in a contract and signing the waiver and all that stuff. But just know that that's not always going to be the case. And the smaller the gym is, it's going to be a little bit hit or miss. Now, that being said, if it's a small enough gym, they uh, may just have the one instructor and he's also the front desk person and also the accountant <laughs> and also the janitor. So, you know, if you get really small, then that might not be an issue. But there is going to be this interesting size where they won't necessarily have the same instructors who are the front desk person, but they can't afford to keep the front desk person on for the entire day, especially if the gym is open really early and then also really late. You know, so just keep that in mind. Call ahead before and just make sure there's going to be somebody there uh, when you show up and you're ready to sign. Uh, the next thing is going to be arrive early if you are signing up before a class. And this is really only going to apply to those people who didn't try the gym, uh, who haven't done the punch card system or taken the opportunity to do the free classes. Um, and I don't know how many people will fall under this category but if you are just showing up and you're ready to, to sign your contract, just make sure you give yourself a good 15 to 20 minutes ahead of time before class so that that'll give you enough time to sign the paperwork, get your card entered into the system, sign all the waivers and all that good stuff. Uh, they're probably going to want to give you a little tour. They're probably going to have more information for you in regards to whether there's specific classes you have to attend or whether you have to do private lessons beforehand and hopefully you've already done your homework and you know ahead of time what the situation is but if you haven't and you're just showing up just ready to commit 
uh, keep in mind there's probably going to be some information needed to go over before you can just jump into a class. Um, I hope that not many people will fall under this category, and if you are listening to this and you haven't listened to any of the other podcasts before this one, and you really know nothing about jujitsu, I would heavily suggest that you do some research and you get out there and you take a look at what you might need to know before you do a class and make sure that you at least do the free one class or the free week, whatever it is they offer. And if they don't offer those things, just do what they call a drop-in fee and uh, just try it out before you sign a contract. Please try out the gym before you sign a contract. <laughs> the next thing to know is that you're going to need to sign a waiver before you train. And again, if you've already taken your free class and all that good stuff, then you already know. You've already signed the waiver. For those of you who don't know, this is super standard operating procedure. Uh, in most cases, you're probably going to sign multiple waivers, <laughs> especially if you're pretty new to a gym. Um, they're going to have you sign one on the first day you come in. And then, I swear to God, if I had a dollar for every time this happened, you go to the next time, and it's a different person working the front desk, and they can't find your waiver, and they're just like, here, sign another one. I think I have like probably three or four different waivers signed at every gym I've uh, dropped in at. This is also pretty common if you're going to be dropping into an open mat. Be prepared to sign a waiver pretty much every time you show up until they recognize you. And this is, it's understandable. I mean, I, I get, and you should understand that this is understandable too. So don't get frustrated if you end up signing uh, a waiver multiple times at the same gym. It's just people really wanted to make sure all the bases are covered. It will probably be less common if you're actually signing up for the gym, right? But if you're just dropping in just to try it out, uh, be prepared to sign multiple times. Now, I want to just interject this one more time in case it's not clear. Make sure you try a class before you sign a contract. Uh, ideally, you'll try multiple classes before you sign a contract. There's just so many different ways you can get screwed on this, and it can be really hard to break a contract if you end up deciding that this gym isn't for you. And things can change. Things can change pretty quick in a gym. If coaches leave, maybe you have a favorite coach, maybe a favorite instructor, coaches can leave. Uh, gyms can go through drama periods where there's a, a massive split of membership, where somebody you know does something and... And it, it's a pretty tight-knit community, so if some egos get rubbed the wrong way and somebody decides to leave, it's possible that a number of people might end up leaving with them, depending on kind of how integral into the whole ecosystem at the gym they were. And granted, you're not really necessarily going to know when these things are coming, right? And they can happen even without you noticing sometimes. But it's just a good reason to maybe sign up for a month-to-month -month contract at the longest, unless you're really making a killing on savings. Some gyms will offer you, uh, you know, some kind of discount for signing up for three or six months or a year or something like that. That's probably still fine. If you want to reconsider after a year, then you can always move to a different gym. And really, it's going to take you a year or two to even kind of get to a point where you understand what the heck is going on in this sport. Uh, it's, it's a very steep learning curve, and so that's not the worst thing, right, if it's just a year. Uh, if it's longer than that, I would be pretty skeptical, but I would say three to six months, you know, month to month ideally, three to six months um, would be second. Uh, be hesitant on a year, make sure you're really doing a lot of free classes to, to get a good feel for the culture before that, and then really 
try not to do anything over a year. Um, once you've been at the gym for a number of years, say four or five you know, years, somewhere around there, if they have a lifetime membership, you know, consider that. Like then, then you know, right? You're, you're like, okay, I've weathered all the storms. You know, you're, you know it's serious. You're serious about the sport. That's the time to maybe start looking at the lifetime membership because you can really start to save a lot of money if you go down that road. But initially, just look for the free class. I've said it a million times. I'm going to say it again. Take the free class before you sign a contract. All right. <laughs> okay, the next thing is going to be look out for surprise fees when you pay. And this isn't one of those things that is necessarily going to be malicious. I mean, it could be. In some cases, it could be. And that's a pretty big red flag, right? If they're trying to maliciously stick in ways to price gouge you. Um, you know, maybe this isn't the gym for you. Uh, but in most cases, more what I'm talking about is just, just making sure you know how much you're going to pay up front. Because some people, you know, may have kind of a tight financial situation. And you can get some surprises when it comes down to the dotted line. So here's a couple things to look out for. The first is what they may call an initiation fee. And this is probably just going to be a fee that might be used as a bonus or some way to compensate the front desk or the salesperson or whoever made the sale, quote unquote, the sale. And I don't think this is a bad thing, right? I mean, especially if the person who's working at the front desk is making minimum wage, but then they get a cut of the initiation fee or maybe all of it or something along those lines. You know, that's not necessarily a bad thing. We want people to, to have livable wages. But when it becomes an issue is when they don't disclose that until the last second. And especially if it's going to be like $100 or something pretty significant. And I've had this happen where you go to sign the contract. It's $100 for month to month or 120 or whatever it ends up being. And then there's a new membership fee, you know, 20 bucks or whatever. And then the initiation fee is another $100. And you thought it was just going to be $120, $100, and then it ends up being closer to $250. And you're like, wow, I don't have $250 to just drop in this moment, you know? And, uh, and that's mostly when it's going to be a big issue for me. Another thing to look out for as well, and again, hopefully this information was all disclosed, is that they may want you to take private lessons or take a specific number of classes or sign up for some kind of beginner package. And I don't know exactly how common this is, but I have heard that there are gyms that will make you do either one or a number of private lessons with an instructor before they kind of set you loose into the general public. And sometimes that'll be just included in the price. So maybe it's some kind of beginner package, or maybe they want you to pay for each of those private lessons individually. And if it ends up being more than just the one, because sometimes they might just say, oh, you, you know, we'll throw in a free private lesson. But if it ends up being a series of private lessons that they want you to do, then that can be pretty expensive because, as you can imagine, private lessons will be much more expensive than just a regular class. And again, this isn't necessarily a bad thing in terms of doing the private lessons. Some people may even want that extra attention when they're first starting, right? That can be super beneficial. But again, the main issue is when they don't disclose that, when they're trying to tack it on at the end. And they may advertise the monthly fees as one thing, but then you go to sign up and all of a sudden it's double the price and you're not sure why. Those are the things that I have a big issue with and they're huge red flags for the gym. So if you end up getting into a situation where it feels like they're doing a bait and switch, even if you've been to a couple classes, you've done a couple drop-ins, if you kind of feel the bait and switch coming, maybe just back off 
maybe just walk away, even if it's just temporarily, because it could also just be a really bad front desk person. And I've also had this situation happen where the front desk person is just kind of a seedy character, but no one else in the gym is, and it can really drive away people who would have otherwise been a really good fit and would have otherwise ended up really enjoying the gym because maybe it is a good culture, but it's just this one bad person. So if you do kind of get that bait and switch, maybe just walk away at that moment. Uh, just say, ah, oh, you know, I, I want to think about it a bit more. If you need an excuse, a good one is always, oh, you know, this was a bit more than I was expecting. I need to run it by my spouse. Even if you don't have a spouse, just lie about it. You know, that one's really hard for people to <laughs> argue against. Gotta, you know, ask my spouse, make sure it's okay. And then maybe look at finding a different person within the gym that you can talk to. Maybe just do one more drop-in class and just say, to your instructor or someone you trust there, maybe trust a little bit more than anyone else, and just explain the situation. Say, hey, you know, I, I felt like there was a bit of a bait and switch when I went to sign up, and I love the gym, I love the culture, love the instruction, but it just was a huge red flag to me. You know, is it just that person that's a little weird? Maybe they just you know didn't quite deliver it, or maybe they just don't know how to communicate the pricing structure, and it's really not this malicious thing just kind of talk to somebody about it and see what their take on it is. You may find that the person is says something along the lines of, oh yeah, that's, you know, that's really bad. You know, we need to address that. Maybe another student may say, yeah, I had the same thing happen. That guy's really weird, uh, but everyone else has been amazing so far. You know, just kind of see what people say and then make a decision from there as to whether you think this might still be the right gym for you. Okay, moving on to the next section here, we're gonna talk about the payment and how that might look from gym to gym. So we've talked before about, in previous episodes, about the difference between, say, a large and a small gym. And when it comes to the payment, this is where you really get some benefits of going to a smaller gym. There are probably gonna be more options, and I don't mean that in terms of, you know, everyone's probably gonna take the same debit cards and all that stuff. But what I'm talking about really is if you end up in a situation where maybe you can't pay this month or you're just super strapped for cash, you can usually talk to the gym owner and explain the situation. And I've seen situations where the gym owner is willing to have the person do some work around the gym or help cover classes if they're more experienced grappler or even help do some cleaning, whether it's cleaning the bathrooms or the mats or sweeping the floors or mopping the floors or a combination of all that good stuff. If you're kind of a handyman, they may put you to work swapping out light bulbs, fixing something, you know, leaky faucet or whatever. Usually, usually you might find that, uh, especially in a smaller gym, there's a lot of things that are kind of being neglected. You know, it's not dangerous stuff, but things around the gym that could easily be improved upon <laughs> if only they had the, the budget to do so. So you may be surprised if you have some skills and you're just strapped for cash that month you may be surprised go talk to your gym owner and, and explain the situation and see if there's anything you can do uh, to, to do work instead of paying for that month whether or not a larger gym would offer the same thing i'm not sure that's a good question they're probably going to be more financially sound and may not want to take the risk uh, or even making that a precedent it may also be harder to find somebody with the authority to make that decision it's definitely worth asking at a larger gym for sure. Uh, in fact, they may already just have that as a standard process in place. If you can't make the, the payment for that month, then here are your options. You know, maybe that's already been established. 
Um, from my experience, it just seems as though the smaller gyms are more open to having those kind of conversations. This is also another big benefit of signing just a month-to-month -month contract is that if you end up in a situation where you can't pay, you can just say, hey, I need to pause my membership for the month. You know, I'm, I don't want to cancel. I just want to pause it because I need, you know, the extra 100, 150 bucks, whatever it is, this month to pay for this other bill. And, uh, and I wish I could come in, you know, but I can't. Can we just pause it for a month? Okay, so I hope that helps give you an idea of things to look for before you sign a contract. So essentially, the next episode will be on what gear you need to get started in Jiu-Jitsu. This is going to be a fun one, because there might be a couple things in there I suggest that surprise you. This concludes our podcast, but I appreciate you sticking around for the whole episode. I hope you enjoyed yourself, and please leave a review or send me a message to let me know what you thought. In order to make ends meet, I do sell ad space on the website. I also promote affiliate links to products that I think are worth endorsing and accept donations through Patreon. If you ever want to contribute, your support is greatly appreciated, but don't feel pressured to give anything that you can't afford to anyone ever. Until next time, tap early, train often, and most importantly, have fun.